You know, it's funny when, when we're kids, we always, we build houses that are uh, square because we think that that is the strongest shape that there is. But turns out the triangle is the strongest shape in nature. Strong base. It's capable of holding infinitely more weight. It is the most stable shape that there is. So maybe you should just stop thinking of your family as a square and start thinking of it as, you know, you, Nick, Franny, triangle. The hell are you talking about right now, Matt? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I thought I was going to be having sex with your sister tonight. Oh, come on, Matt. <sighs> From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us 2. It is a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hello, everybody. I am your host for today, Blake Larson. And joining me from a different country, literally in the future, in the new time zone, is my darling bride, Mary. Mary, say hi to everybody today. Hi, everybody. So excited that we could still make this work as I am currently in the Dominican Republic in Punta Cana. And believe it or not, I was able to find a Floridian NBC network here in Punta Cana, and I was able to watch This Is Us because I wasn't able to do it on my Peacock app, and I wasn't able to do it on my NBC app because both of them said, you're no longer in America. <laughs> but figured it out. Yes. Still figured it out. <laughs> you, you've got it. I'm so, I'm so proud of you. you we, are, we, li- we are literally across um, time zones, and we are away from each other. You're joining us in the studio, and joining us today in the studio. If you're watching us live, uh, and if you're listening, it's Betty the Corgi. Betty, say hi to everybody. Okay, Betty, thank you so much for for giving us your opinion on this. Is us and Mary being on vacation while Dad here is uh, solo parenting, and uh, that's amazing. I'm very happy about that. Um, yeah, Betty is the is the studio mascot for those of you who are listening. Um, she we bought her one day when uh, we were podcasting about uh, the Crown and on Keep Calm and Crown On. By the way, if you have not heard that. Um, Go to jointhenerdclan.com and check out uh, Keep Calm and Crown On. Mary one day had a little too many adult beverages, and uh, we purchased Betty uh, right on air. And ever since then, Betty the Corgi, the stuffed animal, has uh, has joined us. And Betty Betty loves Betty loves being with us. Uh, so today we are talking about episode 603 and if you're listening this is going to sound a little bit different than it normally does because again mary is with us over facetime and she's just talking through her airpods so uh please forgive the audio quality as it is 
Mary, do you have a story? Would you like me to tell a story? Um, hello. This whole episode is about dad. So uh, that's of course a good point. You need to share a story. Yes, uh, I will say that I don't have a particular story. Um, in, in I feel like every time I leave, you get a new story where something <laughs> bad happens to our kids. Yes. No. I I totally agree with you on that one. Uh, every time that you leave, something bad happens. I, I've told the peas up the nose story. I've told. Um, I mean, I just I got. We have kids falling at school and almost busting his nose. That's and they right. Called you, me instead of you. And that's I was right. In a different state. The, okay, so I will tell that story. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think I've told that one yet. Mary, for the first time ever, went away. Went away, and she uh, was uh, just enjoying herself. And it was no, that's Mary shot Blake. I don't want that. That's me right there. Okay. Um, yeah, she went away for the first time ever. And uh, I don't even think our daughter was born at this point. Was she? No, she wasn't. Uh, and He our, was four. What, or he was three. Was he three? Okay, so maybe she was born. Uh, so she was a baby. I was at work. Mary was away for the first time ever on vacation. And <sighs> the preschool that we sent our son to, sent like, like the first day that Mary is gone. <laughs> the first day. Um he apparently falls and hits his nose on the stairs and they call Mary and I mean, of, I'm in Utah. Yeah, of course, Mary <laughs> Mary is uh in Utah away from um from me and um yeah, she goes into she goes into freak out mode. Then the preschool's calling me. She's calling me. Everybody's calling me. I'm at work. I have no idea what to do and my kid in the middle of all of it is just screaming. <laughs> because, um, yeah, that was not great, Bob. I mean, legitimately, just n- not great. Not great, Bob! And I, I I, had no idea what to do. I, I didn't know if I had to take the kid to the hospital. His nose was all swollen. It looked like it was bleeding all over the place. It was a disaster. And I was thinking... This is the first time my bride has ever gone away. I just want her to feel relaxed. I want her to feel like, yeah, dude, this is great. Uh, yeah, and that that I could not. totally leave the kids in Blake's hands. Yeah, that nope. that did not happen. <laughs> I think I ended up with the the same kind of solution, Mary, which was like, um, yeah, let's do ice cream and give him all the TV shows and give him everything that he's ever wanted in his life, so that way he feels better about life. Yeah, suffice it to say, friends, so here I am, I am far, far away, and this entire episode is about things going wrong when they're with dad. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Um, I texted Blake, and I said, this is the worst episode for me to be watching of This Is Us while I am away, while our family has a great track record of, oh, mom's gone? We need to go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like a, every time mom leaves, it's a freaking guarantee that we're going to the hospital. I'm just waiting for And it actually happened today, Blake. It's not hospital, not hospital, but we did get multiple emails. That's true. From the Good point. Nurse letting us know that one of our children is a multiple close contact, meaning <laughs> this child was surrounded. so i may be coming back to a quarantined household at this point we will see what happens this is just a disaster all right um you ready to get into the show my darling i am let's let's do it 
right, ladies and gents, the title for episode 603 was Four Fathers, obviously referring to uh, the four fathers that were highlighted in this episode, that being Jack, Kevin, uh, Randall, and Toby, uh, and uh, how they seem to have, they're trying to spark memories, create memories, and how they all kind of fail at the same time, uh, but hopefully find a way to uh, resolve those memories with uh, their children by the end of the episode. The director, Mary, do you want to know who the director is? I do. It's you all been sleeping on my boy Miguel. That's right. It's John Huertas. Yes, John Huertas was the director of this this episode. And again, I'm just going to play it because you know what? Why not? You all been sleeping on my boy Miguel. Uh, he has actually directed another episode of This Is Us, uh, last season's The Ride. So check that out if you want to look at his work. Uh, this episode was written by Casey Johnson and David Windsor. They have also written two other episodes. They work as a pair, and you often find that in television series. Uh, as a matter of Does fact... Does that mean they're best friends? Uh, probably. Yeah, sure. Why not, Mary? I mean... What, why not? We can just say that they're besties, okay? BFFs. How does that sound? I like that idea for them. Yeah. Um, so, like they get sandwiches together. Absolutely. And they finish each other's sentences. They know how each other likes their coffee. Sure, sure. And you know, they, they definitely keep Junior Mints like in the fridge for each other. Like they know yes. that like that's the only way that Junior Mints should ever be consumed is if they're chilled. It's chilled. Yes, yeah. that's the only way. And they, they know that okay. because they're besties. That's um, it. They have written two episodes uh, aside from this a couple of seasons ago, Storybook Love. As we all know that, that was the season four premiere, I believe. And the uh, last episode from the last season, I've Got This. So, which actually kind of ties into this episode in in a way. It's a spiritual cousin. So we'll keep that in mind as we go forward. Mary, do you have a, a lemonade rating for this episode? I do. I give it a, what I gave last week's a solid four point eight. Oh, okay, good. Wow, that's that's a that's a very high rating for this episode. I really enjoyed it, and it totally freaked me out. <laughs> good point. That is a valid made point. Made me feel. It made me feel. Yes, uh, for me, I'm giving it a four point four five. I enjoyed. Oh, did it bring up bad memories for you? It brought up all the bad memories. <laughs> Every single memory that ever any dad has ever had about how they failed uh, in some form or fashion without without mom, um, and which happens to me pretty much every day. Anyway, uh, yeah, I give it a four point four five. This episode I enjoyed the most so far out of any of the episodes that we've seen uh, out of the first three. Uh, the one thing I will say is that there's not a whole ton of momentum in this episode, and for. Um, the final season, I, I kind and this is not necessarily the episode's fault. It's more of my expectation. I feel like for what where we are in right now, which is the final season, every one of these episodes is gold real estate. We need to make sure that we have all of this under control. And I just don't know so far if we're there yet uh, in terms of the momentum for the season and where it's going. Uh, this was kind of stagnant uh, in the story that we're trying to tell. Uh, but your GBG, Marvin, what do you got for your good, your bad, and your great? Okay, all right. So this was all supposed to be backwards, by the way, Blake. You told me you were going to be doing your GBGs first. Oh, okay. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. It's I'll- okay. It's okay. Because you know what? <laughs> You're going to see why. 
<laughs> you know what? It's I'm just it's just one more it's one more fail while dad is away. I'm sorry, well mom is away and dad is here. Uh solo parenting. It's okay. <laughs> <sighs> okay, go ahead, Marvin. My good. Beth. Okay. Just Beth, but I will explain. Okay. Sure. Beth is my good. First off, I knew she was gonna get Deja some birth control. <laughs> I knew it, knew it, knew it. Um Beth has her wine back. Glad to see it. Uh, side note, Kevin mentions going to his meetings in this episode, oh, yes. which I, I commented upon last season, how it was very interesting, how he is in recovery and yet never like that is never part of mention. So I'm really happy that they were to slip in. Like I go to my meetings. So excited that Kevin is still going to meetings. Cheers to that. But cheers to Beth having her glass of wine. Cheers to Beth for uh, getting her daughter birth control. I know that that's probably a controversial topic for some people, but I just, I thought that that would be in Beth's character. Um, and I like how Beth handled Randall and that whole, like who gets to freak out and who doesn't. So cheers to Beth. That <laughs> is my good, my bad, my, <sighs> my hour long, tense, terrifying, freaking fear for baby Jack, Jack. Okay. You, you, you flip and open the show with him in the future. Okay. He's probably in the Dominican Republic as well. Searing meat saying the smell reminds me. <laughs> and then you cut to, oh no, no baby Jack, Jack. No, <laughs> I was on pins and needles this entire episode ready to cover oh. my eyes. I was ready for some kind of weird Game of Thrones issue. Okay, I watched The Last Kingdom. They took out somebody's eye. I knew it wouldn't affect his eyes because he's already blind. (laughs) Hey, hashtag spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wondering, like, where is this child mauled? I'm so grossed out. And and I got room service at that time was eating a hamburger. Poor choice. Poor choice. (laughs) And when you you think about it, uh, the smell that that adult jack yeah. is referencing it's burning flesh it's his exactly like it's his like own skin seared human hair <laughs> oh the filet really brings me back to my oh. own face so that was my bad just because oh. i was nervous and they actually never showed it in this episode but i was nervous at every single moment that it was going to come up and i was going to need to cover my eyes yes my great however <clears throat> what do you got mother knows best Listen to your momsy. It's a scary world out there. <laughs> Mother knows best. <laughs> okay. First off, love it. Love me some some Tangled. Okay, Mandy Moore's in it too. If you have oh, not yes. watched Tangled and you're a Mandy Moore fan, shame on you. I would push the shame bell. Shame. I'm okay? going to find it right now and we're going to make it happen. Here we go. Shame. Mother Knows Best needs to be our closing song. Okay. Because okay. that is essentially, instead of Four Fathers, Mother knows best. Or this title should just be Listen to Your Mumsy. Okay? That's all it needed because all the moms were right. Flip and love it. Put the kid down for nap time. Don't mess with nap time. Give the kid some ice cream. You're going to survive because Lord knows, Lord knows Rebecca lost that kid at some point. That's why she wrote her number in it because Kevin probably runs away every single day and mm-hmm. she lost him at a park or something. You know? <laughs> love it. I just. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, I loved how real Madison finally was, not wearing a beautiful robe. Uh-huh. Okay, she looked kind of normal oh, with her uh, mock-up teeth. What I liked about it, too, is that as each day progressed, she got more and more yes. like 
out of sorts and disheveled. I thought that was yes. a, a totally accurate Ugly portrayal. Ugly her up, okay? She's flipping gorgeous. Ugly her up to make her relatable. So I just, <laughs> mother knows best. Listen to your mumsy. Listen that is to my your grace. mumsy. Uh, all right, good. Uh, my good for this episode. You know what? It's actually Philip. It's your boy Philip, Mary. Uh, He's and not my boy. Why do you give me like the, the same reason? People? The same reason why I made uh, Miguel your boy. It, when Miguel we, when we is first, my boy. Not when we first started. You were out on Miguel. You were out until he loved inflatables. Let's have that for the record. Does Philip, do you think he like loves Christmas? Is he like a British Christmas where it's like love actually? Yes. Oh my God. He's a love actually Christmas guy. Like, I don't think he's in. You are perfect. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm in. Uh, I'm, I'm actually, I, I love what they did with Philip. Not necessarily like the fact that what he said or whatever or, or, or like what happened, but just the way that they wrote the character in this particular episode. This episode, I think, did a lot of different things that could have been really bad, uh, and with Deja and 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 Randall in particular, but also uh, with Philip and and Kate, it could have been very, like, very cheesy how they handled uh, their conversation uh, at the end before you know before Kate went home to Toby. Uh, it could have been very, uh, it could have been very dark as a matter of fact. And it could have been wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We know that these guys are getting married, so let's make it super cutesy. Like, that didn't happen. What happened was Philip took that uh, that cutesy, almost complaining thing about his ex-wife, and they turned it into a very poignant, poignant um, character moment for him where it was, I recognized that I stopped arguing. And I stopped caring. And that's when I knew things were bad. Uh, and he's trying to highlight the strength of Kate's relationship through the lens of his failure of his relationship. Um, it's not just, I'm the super good guy and you ought to like me. It's, no, I, got, I understand what we're talking about here. And having said that, the way that they are... Um, taking this like what could have been cynical rant and then layering that and contrasting that against Toby and Kate's current relationship. I mean, wow, man, we spent so much time building that relationship between Kate and Toby and we have only a finite amount of time before apparently Philip and Kate get married. And they're using that to bolster the relationship between Kate and Toby. And they're, and they're using Philip to do that. What a great writing technique and what a great way to ingratiate us to this guy. You know, it's whether or not that is um, intentional, I don't know. Obviously, it, these writers are way smarter than me, so I'm sure that it is. But it's just a great tool that they're using uh, to, to get us to invest in that character in such a short amount of time. Uh, the bad for me, the bad is McKenna. McKenna the babysitter. What are we doing? What I do mean, you mean? She was, she's 17 years old. Nobody puts up a fight when Toby says, no, you know what, I'll stay she's home. she's actually 17. How do you know she's 17? That's what they said. They said it on the show. She's no. 17. Yeah. Kate, Kate said that, but she was given the like, I don't flip and know. Probably not. If I say 17, it'll make him feel better. I don't know. What, it doesn't That's matter. That's how I took it. It doesn't I matter. You're still a babysitter. Like, 
you still got to say, no, 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 you guys go out. This is my Did job. I'm going to take care of it. Did she look as old as Deja to you? She didn't look as old as Deja to me. Uh, that well, looked you like know a 14-year-old, you know, 15-year-old you know, babysitter. Marvin, you know what I'm going to say? Stats are for nerds. Yeah. They, say, they say 17. I'm taking them at their word. I got to tell you. 14, 50-year-old who is not used to a special needs baby, a special needs toddler, and a baby, mm-mm, I would have done the same thing. No, 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 no. She's been around. She's been around. She, she, when she they has, sleep. Eh, whatevs. Whatevs. When I, they sleep. I'm out. Okay, Blake. I'm out on All McKenna. Right. All right, Blake. So, how difficult is your life right now with our kids asleep <laughs> versus if our kids are awake? Uh and our kids aren't a baby and a special needs toddler. I would say it would have been harder at the time when our kids were younger. Now it's easier. But I, I'm, I'm just going to say. Do not shame this poor 14-year-old baby. I'm shaming her. She's been shamed. Okay. You can't take, you can't shame my, my shame, my, my, my shame take. Okay. Oh, I did. Jen, I did. Cause I was one of those 14-year-old Jen, babysitters. Jen, uh, Jen here on Facebook says, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. <laughs> yes, she Jen. She didn't like leave them out. He said, I will stay home. And she said, oh, thank goodness. I know. And that's why I'm saying I'm out on her. Uh, that it's She's my bad. Fault. All right. My great, though. Oh, my goodness gracious. It's the Magna Tiles moment. This was so amazing. And it was amazing on a couple of different levels. One, because I kind of appreciate why Toby is right and wrong at the same time. Um, it, it's, it's a little on the nose. But at the same time, the... Uh, I like how This Is Us just laughs at itself. Because This Is Us, as we all know, is prone to these big sweeping moments. You know, these big, um, uh, these big, like, uh, uh, soliloquies or these big moments of, like, these speeches where the dad or Jack or whoever just has this moment of uh, epiphany or has always has the right thing to say at the exact right time. It is a... Uh, it is a blessing that that this is us has. It is also a burden, and at the at, at in this particular case, the show recognizes Toby. What the hell are you talking about? And Toby says, like Kevin recognizes, this, and Toby says, "I don't know. I was supposed to be having sex with the assistant." Like <laughs> I thought that that was excellent. The 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 being in on the joke a little bit, and the wink and the nod towards all of us and not taking itself so seriously. That to me is what propelled this episode to, to another level that got me up, that got me above the rest of the episodes that we've seen so far. I thought that was, I thought that was excellent. All right, Marvin, that's my great. Uh, Do you want to get to the big three feedback? Okay. Let's do it. And we said, that's three, big three, big three. Mary, do you want to read or do you want me to read? I can do it. Okay, I just want to make sure. I don't want to. I don't want to screw up anymore. <laughs> How do I, I don't want to screw up anymore. Listen to your mumsy. Okay, okay, go ahead. Um, Cheryl writes in for an episode about dads. It seemed like the moms were the heroes. Madison is honest. It's a damn hard job. Rebecca is smart, planning ahead for when your kids get lost. They always do. Beth is practical. Every 16-year-old girl should be on birth control, even if they don't have a boyfriend yet. 
And Kate is introspective yet hopeful. You could see in her face that she's really considering if this is the right family dynamic while willing to give it a chance. A great episode in Five Lemonades just because it's so darn authentic. There you go, Cheryl. Very nice. Thank you, Cheryl. We also have a couple of uh, voicemails. Let's get to the first one. If it will play, come on. It's not playing. I don't know why. <laughs> Live podcasting, ladies and gents. Will uh, the other one play? Um, I don't know. You know what? We're going to reboot that system and we're going to try again. Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Eileen. And we're a mother and daughter who loves watching This Is Us together and listening to This Is Us 2 together. All right. So we're going to give our goods, our bads, and our greats for this episode. So our good was the fact that the writers treated Kevin and Madison's relationship with all the complexity it deserved. They didn't sugarcoat it, but they made it seem really realistic in how two people would actually handle that situation. And our bad had to do with the way the writers um, had um, Randall and Beth um, choose to punish Deja by taking her phone away from her. It made me think that those writers don't have teenage kids of their own because any real parent of teenagers knows that teenager needs a phone for the parent's sake as much as for the kid's sake so that the parent can track them they can do their homework um Mm -hmm. all of that yeah especially if she's learning how to drive speaking from experience um and then finally (laughs) our great was the parallel between the rebecca and jack storyline and the kate and toby storyline specifically how the two moms reacted when the dads made a kind of parenting mistake um rebecca did not get super mad at jack even though his mistake was arguably more severe Whereas Kate totally blew up when Toby messed up the nap times, which can argue, arguably be seen as a, a small misstep. But I feel like that's really indicative of why Rebecca and Jack's relationship lasted, whereas Kate and Toby's will not. Thank you so much. Wow. Emily and Eileen, thank you. This was That was excellent stuff, especially regarding uh, the stuff with Jack and how that contrasted against... Um, Kate and Toby. Toby. Yeah, I, I think that is very smart. Uh, it, it, the way that they use the the timelines, the back and forths with each other uh, for all of the stories, uh, they they all comment on each other, uh, and I mm-hmm. think that's great. By the way, we have not yet heard from Emily and Eileen, so I'm just going to uh, play our this. Thank you so much for <laughs> for joining us, Emily and Eileen. All right, you ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mary's Mary's uh sound got a little <laughs> uh, oh, I love you, Blake. Man. I love you too. All right, here we go. Hi, Mary and Blake. It's Brittany from Pennsylvania. Brittany? I'm giving this episode four point two lemonades. My good was Toby and Kate watching the beginnings of their relationship fracture and seeing a glimpse of baby Jack as an adult to start putting these pieces together was great. Growing up, we lived in Detroit. My dad worked for about a year in Chicago and was commuting back and forth. So him coming back overcompensating, Kate having a strict schedule, it's very realistic. And my parents didn't pull through. They were together for a few years after that, but that's the communication breakdown really started there. And it's very realistic. My Mm -hmm. dad is Kevin He's spiraling in a way that I feel like he would have done two seasons ago. Glad he didn't sleep with the annoying co-star, but he needs to either accept the situation that they're in and try to make it work. 
and listen to Madison when she said she's missing moments too. And it's not always a picnic or he just needs to realize he loves her and have some rumpy pumpy and do a big <laughs> Jack gesture. That's what I need. My great Randall, Beth and Deja Randall and Beth are my partner and I personified. And I hope we are parents like them one day, but Beth going in lying next to Deja, no words necessary was just beautiful. Randall, his speech to her about how the time that they missed and how he's got to adjust was great. I just loved it. Honorary mention to Mandy Moore's hair. It's freaking beautiful and I want it. Preach. <laughs> Amen. Uh, yeah, I've noticed that her hair is stunning. Stunning. That's a wig, baby. Whatever. I don't know. Don't care. It looks great. And I also uh, want to I want to say this one thing too. Uh, I know it ain't this poor girl's fault, but that woman's voice, the 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 twenty five year old co star, that's supposed to be the teenager. What whatever, I don't care. Again, stats are for nerds. That voice needs to calm down. I I, I know it ain't her fault. Too much. It was like I couldn't even. I I thought it was it was abrasive. It was it was uh, stressfully annoying. <laughs> it was meant to be. Uh, yes, uh, I would agree. I would agree. And then also, Brittany, I wanted to call out to what you said, uh, Beth just laying down next to Deja, uh, a very special moment. And again, this is one of the, I think this is probably Marion Blake's first commandment of Marion Blake media. The writers shall tell us, I mean, shall show us, they shall not tell us. And that is perfect. That is perfect. I love the both of these calls for our big three they included some personal stuff. You know what I mean? Like they really leaned into the, this is us too aspect. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, do you have anything else that you want to talk about? I mean, I know we, we we have some more things to get into Mary, but what else stands out to you? Uh, hold on. I think actually, uh, Betty is chiming in here. All right, Betty, I got it. I got it. Don't worry about it. Sorry. Go ahead, Mary. What do you got? Um, I need to give a shout out to the eighties scenes with the Capri Sun situation being a situation with the fact that that Jack was able to take his three children to the movie theater, get them popcorn, get them raisin nuts, well done, proper choice for movie uh, snack. And it and a coffee. Yeah. And it was eight dollars. Eight dollars. Eight uh, that is absurd. Wanna know eight dollars gets you right now? <laughs> A drink, a, a glass of water, <laughs> and a tap water <laughs> at that. <laughs> at the movie theater, goodness gracious! Oh yeah, that was out of control. So I just needed to kind of shout that out. I, I love all the little flashback stuff. I just think it is ever so fun. Um, which of the which of the dad storylines do you want to delve into? You know, I I was, uh, I think I was most impressed by the Randall and Deja stuff and not necessarily, okay. not necessarily because I, well, I, yeah, I, I was, I think I was most impressed by the Randall and Deja stuff uh, because of how it subverted my expectation. When we watched the preview, Mary, when we saw the, the computer read the text over, over the car and we were like, what are we doing? Um, <sighs> that was true. That was honest. Like we were, I, I, I can only speak for myself. I was dreading how that was going to turn out, but it ended up being beautiful um, in so many different ways. And I wanted to get your take on that. Did it, li- did it live 
up to your expectation, meaning a low one, or did it uh, go well beyond what you thought it was going to be? Uh, I was meh about it. So I'm really? glad that it was good for you. Okay. <laughs> no, fair enough. Um, you know, they gave away the goods in the coming up next week. So I knew what was happening and it didn't shock me. Um, kind of like knowing the punchline of a joke. So I enjoyed the scenes later on dealing with the Malik drama where he's saying, you know, um, I'm never going to let her talk to him again and him just freaking out with Beth and then, um, you know, Beth having him take a sip of her wine and say, no, no, you, you gotta have this because this is what I'm going to do. And then the last conversation that he has with Deja, where he says, okay, you are not going up to Boston to see your boyfriend anymore. And Deja then, you know, stands up at the end, uh, and says, well, that's going to be a problem. I enjoyed all other aspects, all of them. I did not enjoy the car and I is because of coming up next week. I just felt like I know the flip and punchline. I'm bored. Yes, I think that's fair. I, that is definitely a fair criticism. Again, I don't wish for somebody to lose their job, but maybe they got to get suspended from with pay for uh for from NBC whoever's uh, making these trailers. I think it's cuz it's NBC Blake. I think with network television, you have to have the cliffhanger. You have to have sometimes some low-hanging fruit. Yes. Like you just got to. And, and I it and sucks. I I think that's fair, uh but again, what I would argue, Mary, is that they took that low-hanging fruit and they set an expectation for you, and then they they turned it around um, in a, in a way that they did similarly to what I already highlighted with Philip and Kate. Um, they took a thing that should have been really cheesy, like super, like you would find this in like a, an early nineties sitcom, like this would have been on family matters if they had cell phones and Bluetooth at the time, like this would have been on like, um, blossom, you know, like this would have been there and they would have dedicated an entire episode to this little mishap. But in this case, they took that mishap and they redefined it or they, they put it in a different um, lens for us to understand. And that is Randall saying, I missed out on you in those early years. I missed out on the first 12 years. And I still see you as that 12 year old. How heartbreaking is that for Randall, right? Like, how does that redefine that entire interaction? How does that redefine his, like, violent, well, not violent, but like obscene outburst with, with, with Beth. And how does that redefine the whole, uh, emotional transaction between them? When I, when I think about it in those terms, I was wildly impressed. See, you know, you're saying that his reaction was obscene or his reaction was just so extravagant. And I disagree um, you know, the heart of the, the heart of the issue and the reason that, um, there is going to be some severe consequences isn't the fact that she had sex. It is the fact that she lied and mm-hmm. she went on a massive multi-state journey, <laughs> you know, um, as this young woman by herself. And those are the big issues. So, I mean, if my kids do that, I will be having a big serious reaction as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it, it just is what it is, but 
I obviously I'll have that kind of a reaction probably when I find out that they've been sleeping with somebody too. I mean, that's the truth of the matter. As a parent, you're always going to see your kid as your little baby. Um, but I agree with you in the sense that, you know, what he says to Deja mm-hmm. is beautiful. And so many parents who've had their kids their entire life still echo that in the sense that I don't see you as an adult yet. I still see you as this 12 year old, one year old, whatever. Um, but for Randall to not have all those other years with her, uh, you know, you do, you feel that pain for him where being, being a woman in many ways is going to close a chapter on her even being in their house for, you know what I mean? It's just all these different things. Yep. We have a lot of people here on, 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 on the live chiming in saying, um, like Rachel says, Randall was randling out. That was a total Randall reaction in, I agree with, agree with you, Rachel. It was an emotionally honest moment from Randall. Uh, Again, it was over the top, but it, the, the emotional math for me added up like that made sense for that kind of reaction from him. Uh, Russell says the lie is what hurts the most. Uh, yeah, fair. Absolutely. And, uh, Mary also, uh, says this on the live. Uh, and then Susan says, I wanted them to focus more on the lying and the trust issues. Absolutely. That is all, uh, well, uh, that is that's what they will focus on in the future. Like obviously. And, and I think my, I would argue that they did focus on that. I mean, not, it wasn't the complete focus, but there is a moment of emotional clarity for Deja. Um, because we get the sense that Deja has lived her life. And she had to fend for herself for her first 12 years. She is used to having the idea of, I got a lot of, I got a lot of rope because I've run my life this entire time and I'm able to make these decisions and do the things that I want to do. Um, yeah, I know I've been with Randall since I was 12, but you know what? Hashtag whatevs like her, her initial and base reaction is the one that she has always lived with and lived by even before being with the Pearsons. Right? So when she does uh, make that decision, that to me is emotionally honest. And she doesn't see it as lying. She's seeing it as this is how I'm living my life. And not only that, when she does turn around and says that's going to be a problem, that to me is a huge deal. Because once again, this is Deja saying, this is my life. I've had this kind of independence. And just because you tell me that I can't see my boyfriend, that don't mean it's going to happen. Uh, and that's why I think the the lying aspect of it d- is touched upon. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. All right. Good. Very good. Uh, anything else? Oh, uh, pantry wine. Uh, the pantry wine makes a reappearance, Beth. and Beth um, Beth is back back on her drinking game. Mary, uh, I I still you know, think in this moderation, is, though. You know, she doesn't have the whole bottle. I I wanted as soon as Randall heard <laughs> the the information that Beth gave him, I wanted him just to keep drinking and drink the whole cup. I thought that was was going to be what they were doing, but that we. I'm just a jabroni who podcasts in his uh, in his studio with his wife for, uh, that is across the country. So what the hell do I know? I'm not across the country. I'm in a different country. Yes, the like valid point. See, there, I can't even say it right. That's the I'm thing. in the future. Um, <laughs> you are, we have to go back to the future. Um, anything else you want to say about the Randall and Beth Deja experience? No. Okay. Uh, where do you want to hit next? Kevin. Kevin, what do you got for Kevin? 
Um, you know, it's crazy because throughout these past episodes, I have been feeling like Kevin's love for Madison um, and, and wanting of that family that he worked so hard for, uh, that it still has such a big chance, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I just think it is very, it's, it's, we, it's difficult, you know, because we all, we all want Kevin to succeed. We want him to have his family and have a happy ending. And we've been rooting for him for so long. And it just sucks because I feel like all viewers can sit there and we're rooting for him to be happy no matter what, you know, and we're rooting for him. Ooh, maybe you do love Madison and maybe you're going to get jealous because she's trying to have a date with Elijah and she's got barf and peanut butter in her hair and you you know what kind of drink she likes and wouldn't it just be so nice. But then the flip side, you hear this conversation with Toby and you appreciate the fact that Kevin and Madison do have an amicable an open conversation, um, friendly co-parenting relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we all know, and maybe many of us have been in difficult divorces or our children have difficult divorces. And to see right now on TV, a somewhat healthy functioning co-parenting, um, you know, they're not divorced, but like, you know, a co-parenting situation that is still very difficult for Kevin, but you can see glimpses of where you see all of their respect that they have for each other and that they still do care for each other. I think that's very beautiful. So I'm excited for him to have some kind of a happy ending. Um, I love, love that he says, you know, I'm so wealthy. I could be buying this beautiful, huge house. And instead I'm sleeping on Kate's sofa. I love that, <laughs> you know, it brings it back. And yet I am shocked and not shocked that he calls Cassidy. Hashtag, who are they? Oh, what no, don't you to? dare besmirch the good name of Cassidy. I am. I'm sorry. Nope. I have no emotional investment in her. And I'm do- what else? Like, I'm happy. Okay, good, good choice to call her and not the weird-talking 25-year-old. Very good, healthy choice. Yes. But, like, no, you gotta, you gotta, she better be on every flipping episode from here on out if I'm supposed to love her. <laughs> that, Hashtag, who are you? That's a good point. And I have, I have a developing take on that, but I will, I will hold, I will hold off for now. Uh, until the she end, she kind of feels like she's the De- Delilah. You know how you call Delilah <laughs> at night when you have to like vent about your love issues, and she, you know, like Sleepless in Seattle. What's yes. the lady's name in Sleepless in Seattle that answers the phone? Oh, I can't remember. But you know, she's like, okay, hun. that Cassidy is the Sleepless in Seattle lady. Okay, <laughs> she's just answering the phone, letting you vent, letting you talk about your love worries. But do I want Cassidy to be showing up at? At Rebecca's deathbed. I mean, Eddie's there. Yeah. Edie. <laughs> what was Lisa her name? Oh my Ooh. goodness the the lady, the lady who, from Fleece in Seattle. Yeah. Now you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get me all. Our upset. friends on Facebook will tell you. You just gotta look over there. That's but a our good live point. Friend, someone there knows it. Yeah. There, there has to be someone who knows this information. I will. Um, Delilah. Oh my goodness! I don't think they have the. I have it here. Hold on. Radio voice. Come on. 
No, it just says radio talk show. They don't give us the, uh, they don't give us the, the, um, what's it called? The person. The host name. name. Eh, What the the hell? What the hell? You know, what are we doing here? Come on, Wikipedia, be better than that. Um, Oh, uh, Jen Davis says Dr. Marsha with a question mark. Yes, yes, it's Dr. Marsha. There you go. Yeah. Listen, do not besmirch the good name, the great name, the beautiful name of Cassidy. I think I she. I don't think calling Cassidy the Dr. Marsha is besmirching her. Yep. Just saying, I don't love you. <sighs> yes, fair enough. Um, the, the thing with the Kevin, you see, this is where I felt like the episode struggled, to be honest. Um, Yes, Jen, thank you, Dr. Marsha Fieldstone. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Good job. Good job. You know what? I will give you this. Bam! Just like that. A winner! Um, the episode struggled here because I think the in contrast to Kevin and Madison, you know, the episode in, in all the other stories I think was very specific in what it wanted to achieve. Uh, I think it was very specific uh, about, well, not specific, but just very intentional uh, with what it wanted to achieve. I don't know what it really wants to achieve between Kevin and Madison. Other but isn't than, that what's intentional? Uh, Aren't we supposed to be confused for Kevin because Kevin is in a complete disarray in his uh choices of life right now like i think we're supposed to feel this way with kevin puzzled complex well let me let me say this um great alliteration by the way um i i, I watch popper's penguins <laughs> i think i think uh, I, I like i'm confused about the arrangement that they have like one of our one of our listeners uh in the live chat said it earlier like does kevin ever get the twins overnight right like what is no. like and but why not is it because there's but he like did it in the garage Right, but what about now? Why doesn't he take the kids overnight? Uh, he's sleeping in Kate's couch. Fair enough, but like he's he, like, is there like a court order? Is there? Uh, is it just a handshake agreement? Um, I don't know. I just I'm I'm a little. I don't know. I just I feel like the show. I is, see it as a handshake agreement, and in, in, even if it is, like I I would kind of like to know more about it and why Kevin is the way that he is. Like, why is he missing out on so much? And my question to you, Mary, is Kevin freaking out at the end of the episode for no good reason, or is is he justified in feeling the way that he does? I think Kevin is justified. I think Dr. Marsha Fieldstone would tell him that he's allowed to feel whatever he wants to feel. Um, <laughs> Dr. Marsha Fieldstone. <laughs> I think, yeah, poor Kevin. I mean, I know a lot of people hate on him, but think about it. He's taken a crummy job that just exemplifies the issues and the the sad things in his life right now or the things he thinks are sad. Mm-hmm. He probably is battling, like, do I love Madison? Do I love the idea of Madison still? Because he had that little awkwardness with Elijah. Um, once again, still in recovery. Yeah. I, I, I feel bad for Kevin. And I am going to 
allow him to feel his feelings. Yes. Why do you think that he shouldn't be able to feel those feelings? Oh, I didn't like, say that he shouldn't. I'm asking you if I, I was asked. I'm just facilitating the conversation here. That's all. I felt just, like you were leading. I felt like you were leading to an answer like a lawyer would do when they're trying to catch you. Susan here on Facebook says, um, Kevin says he knows he can afford a home if he had one, but it, if he wanted one, but it would be more permanent. Uh, and that means that he's in limbo at this moment, which I guess is a, a good enough reason for how unclear the situation is. And Larry here on Facebook says Kevin did well at the bar. He didn't drink uh, with the kids that were, you know, that he was with. And I think that's he also his a card fair thing. There still this whole episode. What do you mean? He never got it. He never cut his card back. Yeah. Oh, that's he right. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> Hopefully, he cancels it. Cancels the card. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I feel like, you know, Kevin, as we learned last episode, or last, sorry, last season, he has built up this idea of what it is to be a dad based on what his dad was. And uh, he has an idea that built up about what marriage should be and what a family should be. He talks about that with Toby in this episode. And the funny thing is, you know, using the 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 Rebecca and Jack storyline to to give us a little bit of layering um, as it relates to what Kevin thinks a family should be. Like it should be all these happy moments and these firsts and everything. And and he's using his dad as a template, yet his dad's falling asleep at the movie theater and it's and Kevin is the one who's walking away. Like Yeah. I think that's those are all fair uh attributes to this episode. Uh but I just I wonder, you know, like where is where is that story going? Is Kevin in love with Madison? Is he not in love with her? Mary, if you had to put your mortgage down on a bet right now, is he in love with Madison? I don't Kevin doesn't know. Kevin doesn't know. Okay. I'm getting tired, so I'm moving around. <laughs> yeah, you're going in and out of frame. What, what are we doing here? All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the episode relatively soon because it is eleven we o'clock. We have to get to Kate and Toby. Yeah, I, know, I only have twenty percent left on my ear pods. All right, okay? so it is I'm 11, international. It is eleven o'clock where Mary is, so we are gonna wrap up here in a little bit. All right, let's get to Kate and Toby. What do you got? I can't believe it's eleven o'clock. I have to laugh, listeners. Just fun fact about me. After 10.30, my body goes into shutdown mode. So all the live listeners have probably seen me yawn 10 times. I am honestly like now starting to move into bed. Um, okay. <laughs> Kate and Toby. Okay. Um, so glad they didn't show us any burning face on a green egg. I think it's a terrible present, Toby. Oh, let's make some family memories. Why don't you get a pool? Why don't you get a dog, a puppy? Well, that would be annoying because that'd be one more thing for Kate to take care of. Why don't you like go on a vacation? Get literally With anything else. Anything. <laughs> anything. You could get a magazine subscription. Get like a, a garden. What are you doing, Toby? Oh, you know, it'll be a great family bonding experience. <laughs> a smoker. <laughs> Wicked fun for a toddler and baby. We're going to make so many memories. We're going to just cook all the steaks. It's going to be great. We're going to drink some beers while we're at it and probably burn my kid's face off. Why not, right? <laughs> oh, 
happy. That is exactly what Sully from Boston would do. Your cousin from Boston. (laughs) Give me a break. Oh, man. A smoker to make family memories. I I don't know. But you know what? I'll tell you, though. On the other hand, you know, I mean, we're laughing about the smoke. But on the other hand, Toby does do the right thing here. I mean, he goes and gets the blowout for, uh, for, 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 for Kate, gets her the bag has the intention um, of going out to do the recital. Like he wants to do the right thing. And I thought that, that, that the show would suffer from our, our foreknowledge of them getting divorced. Uh, and, and it would lead us to look at every single little thing that would um, lead us to believe that they're getting divorced but what I kind of see now, and I'm, and I'm appreciating more, is that it's just tragic. It, 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 if it's going to go the way that it's going to go, it's it's full of tragedy, uh, and not just the smoke and burning the kid's face off, but like the the relationship in general. And I think, um, I think that's that's it's beautiful but hard to accept at the same time. What do you think? Well, I think as I've said before, you know, I I come. Um, I come from a family of divorce and my older sibling is special needs. Um, and I think that no matter what families who have a child with special needs go under an exorbitant amount of stress and pressure, Mm -hmm. uh, statistically, a lot of them do end up getting divorced. And, um, you know, I often think about people who get divorced and remarry and, they may sit back later on in life as they're remarried to somebody else. And they say, wow, I used to fight about smaller things Mm -hmm. that aren't really worth the fight. You know, kind of like you learn things from your first marriage and you realize this is worth fighting about. This is not worth fighting about. Um, You know, it just changes you. Now that is not to say that people shouldn't get divorced. Yes. Some people really do need to be divorced and we are going to find out why Kate and Toby uh, really do need to be apart, but it kind of just makes me think about, you know, the stresses that young families go under and the pressure to be making that kind of money and the sleepless nights and how honestly, um, you know, you can be rougher with each other. Kate can have a freak out because she is super duper stressed. So I'm not saying that, that they're right. Um, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to them breaking up. Um, I also believe that, people can have multiple loves in their life. I think of Titanic. Okay. The old lady loved Leo. She oh, yeah. loved Jack. I'll never loved let go, him. Jack. Loved him. Never let go, right? Jack. Glug, glug, then she glug. lets go. <laughs> Immediately. Worst, worst <laughs> moment in, in movie history. Never let go. I'm going to break your hand off and drop you in the ocean. Hey, hey, hey Leo, see you later. Bye. <laughs> not going to move over, not going to share my little raft, going to rip your hand off mine and throw you in the frigid cold. He could have survived. They, they figured that on Mythbusters. Um, but then she ends up marrying some other guy, has babies, yep. you know, lives her life with him, yep. and has another love. Cool. So if the lady on Titanic is allowed to have multiple loves, this isn't to say that Kate and Toby didn't have love. Yep. It just doesn't work out. So tragedy is is right i like that because when you have friends who break up you could still like both friends you have to make the choice usually to be friends with just one of them but doesn't mean the other one's a terrible person so i just love the reality of this breakup yep if rose can do it you can do it that's what i'll say i also like that nobody is telling kate to break up with him 
Yeah. Because I feel like um, he could easily be be complaining to Madison. She could easily be complaining to her next door neighbor, Gregory, which hashtag, where are you? Yeah, okay? good point. You made me attached to the pairs with Gregory and caring about this, and now he's gone. Gregory better come back. Um, he's on a milk cotton somewhere. <laughs> I care more about Gregory than Cassidy. Come on. He better be <gasps> Don't you dare. No, no. Mary. I, do. I can. No. Dr. Marsha Fieldstone would allow me to care. Do you know what Dr. Mar- Marsha Fieldstone would, would say to you? Shame. Yeah. She sure wouldn't. Yeah, she, she sure definitely wouldn't. would. She'd be upset with that choice. <laughs> I'm surprised that I'm proud of Kate that in the show Kate isn't venting and complaining, but I am surprised and thankful that nobody's telling her you guys have some issues. Yes. I think that's, I think that's good. Um, uh, They're all too concerned with their own issues to care about anybody else's. Yeah. I think (laughs) (laughs) Toby's the only one. Toby's the only one who's like, Oh, you have some problems. Let's talk about them. Everyone else, it's all about me. Yeah, good point. Because I'm the big three. <laughs> big three. I uh, totally agree. Uh, Kathy here on Facebook says that Toby is feeling bad and he resents Kate. Mary, agree or disagree? Ooh, I don't think he resents Kate. I think he understands that her work is just as hard if not harder in some ways at the end of this episode. Sure. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, between the smoker and the crock pot, I know many people have said this on the, on the social webs, but the Pearson family should just stay away from cooking appliances just in general. Uh, Lord knows what's going to happen with the popcorn, I mean, the air corn popper. <laughs> it may be the Porsche of, air, air, uh, you know, popcorn poppers, but I don't know if it's got airbags. Pulls the cord and bites on it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh man. Uh, one thing I do want to point out here, Mary, and you know, we talked about the lack of momentum from this episode, and I think that's a you fair. You talked about it. I thought it was momentum forward. Well, uh, okay, fair. Uh, but I, I think there is a lack there, and uh, you know, and, and I'm okay with that because this is us tends to give us more of these character you know, studies and it's not so concerned with plot, uh, even though I think they've kind of painted themselves into a corner a little bit with the flash forwards and the, the super flash forwards with Jack, Jack, and then this flash forwards with, with her and all that stuff. They got to get there somehow. And they've painted themselves into a corner of, okay, how does Philip and Kate get to the point where they are? They got to get, they got to get through the real estate here. But regardless, I like that this episode does leave us not with a happy-go-lucky ending, like, yay, everything's great for all the dads. It, I mean, it, it doesn't happen. I, I mean, uh, we get the sense that there's some really foreboarding stuff coming with Toby and the, the Smoka. We get, Randall ta- we get Randall talking to Deja and that she's saying, hey, we're going to have a problem. We have Jack and his, and his mother dying, who we've spent 0.0 time with. Uh, Hashtag who are you? Uh, uh, yeah, but I'm I'm more attached to that only because of Jack. I want to see what happens, and I'm prepared for my my heart to be broken into a, a million little pieces as a result of my attachment to Jack. Uh, the only thing that I would say is relatively okay uh, in terms of the ending is Kevin's ending. 
uh, and that is because of uh, my girl Madison. I'm sorry, not Madison, uh, Cassidy. You don't even know. Hashtag, who is she? <laughs> um, She's been gone so long, you don't even remember her. She is. But I, even- I wonder how many people didn't are like, who is that again? Yeah. We've gone through such a long hiatus. Because you don't see her name on the screen. They needed that. There's yep. some people who probably say, who is this person? Yep, good point. Good point. Um regardless I, and and that is debatable too like whether or not that is a good thing or a bad thing is it a good thing because kevin finally gets to find whatever he wants to find and the kind of love that he wants to find or maybe cassidy helps him recognize the fact that he really is in love with madison or is it bad because now kevin is going to be is going to be steering himself away from the family unit and more towards cassidy like i think there's a there's a debate there and it's a it's a reasonable debate. Well, Cassidy uh, lives near the cabin, right? Where's Cassidy live? She lives. Cassidy's across Coast. the country. So yeah, she's yeah, she's she's near the cabin. And he needs to go build the cabin. Right, right. But also, when are you going to see your kids? If you lived in Pennsylvania, yeah. And how you get, how are you going to shoot uh, the Manny reboot? Is he going to? Oh, pull- that's not long. And yeah, is is he going to pull out of the Manny reboot? I, I would. I, I think so. I I think that he probably will, unless he's contract. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I think there's a million ways they can go there, but they're again. That's another thing that they have to get to. Kevin has to make the decision. Okay, I'm going back to Pittsburgh, and I'm going to build this cabin, or I'm going to build the big house next to the cabin. How is he going to get there? What's going to happen? Like there, there's some real estate we got to get through here. Uh, so go through the Pittsburgh airport. I'll tell you that. And that is a beautiful airport. They have a whole tribute to Mr. Rogers. Yep. Um, by the way. You, you don't sorry. care. No, I, care. I, I, whatevs, whatevs. It's fine. It's fine. Have you ever been to the Pittsburgh airport? No. Yes, you did. We went to a wedding there. The wedding that had all the cookies. Cause that's what they do in Pittsburgh is you get cookies for all the sweet blessings. Yep. And you went to the airport. You didn't even notice the Mr. Yeah, Rogers thing. You, know you probably what? didn't notice all the high stuff either. I was, I was like, I was going a million miles an hour because we were going to this wedding and, you know, I was too worried okay. about what we were doing. Anyway, uh, Tamara here says it was great to see baby Jack and he was talking. By the way, just want to say that kid, the baby uh, that was talking, the, the, the three-year-old, whatever he is. Toddler. That toddler. Sure. Thank you. Um, that kid is cute as a freaking button. And when he was talking to Kate the way that he was and repeating those words, my heart melted. That was just excellent. I concur. Toddler Jack Jack. He's awesome. A plus for that kid. All right, just awesome. Uh, Anything else you want to say about this episode, my love? Just, I'm happy. Uh, I liked it a lot. It made me nervous because it was all about dads messing up. Yes. But just, you know, make sure the kid's. Don't get ha- hurt. Yeah, it's funny because like they they have this great dichotomy of like okay we have these great memories like we, I, we have an intent to create memories that intent fails in a particular way but then it gets resolved later on whether it's the ice cream I loved that montage by the way of them eating the ice cream and the kids running down that felt like a House Larson thing um, yeah and I was I am all about that life uh, that was great and I love oh. The story I wanted to tell is that Rebecca uh, uh, ties the uh, the cherry uh, thing with her tongue. Yeah, Mary can do that too. Mary yeah. can do that too. I thought that was just 
awesome. I saw that and I said, that's my bride right there. Can a lot of people not? I don't know. I can't. Couldn't tell you how to do it, even if I tried. Wait, you actually can't, can't? Legitimately. You just been joking? No, legitimately cannot do it. Oh, okay. So, just throwing that out there. Uh, and then also, lastly, uh, the great moment of comedy between Kevin and Madison when they're drinking each other's coffee and they have this reaction and they don't even look at each other. They just pass it to the other. Yeah. Um, I think there is an argument to be made that in the future, Kevin and Madison are together. But we'll see. I would be cool with that. Uh, okay. okay. We got to so, wrap it up. My AirPods told me 10% left. Okay. In or out time. What's it going to be, McFly? Are you in or out? All right, Marvin. In or out on Magnetiles. In, but they're very expensive. So, I mean, wicked expensive. But they don't break. They're nope. kind of like, they're like the Legos of toddlers. They're indestructible. It, it, they're like, awesome. Again, if there's a nuclear war, it's going to be cockroaches and magnetiles. And our kids continue to play with them yes. over eight years. Yep. So, I am in. I love magnetiles. I love everything about them. I just hate the price tag. That's why you get your family to buy them for birthdays. All right. Um, in or out, on dry British humor, Marvin. In. I'm so in on dry British humor. I loved everything that Philip was bringing to the table when he was talking to Kate, being like, you're going to tell me anyway, and I'm going to hate it. So, oh, well, here we go. You know, like, I love dry British humor. Um, I think it's just, it's so much fun to listen to. You give me all the Monty Python there is in this world, and I'm happy. Um, all right. In or out on blowouts, Mary. Wicked in. Wicked. Wicked in for blowouts. I've actually been debating about going to get a blowout here mm-hmm. as I've been on this trip, as I have been postponing washing my hair. I've still showered every day, but I've been postponing washing my hair because I do not want to have to blow dry my hair in yeah. a tropical environment. So I thought maybe I'll just go get a blowout and they can do it for me. Yep. You know the blowout that I'm not in on? The double diaper blowout. No way. When oh. when when those blowouts happen, when it goes all the way up to the back of their neck, nope, out. Don't just put them in the shower. Don't even bother with the wipes. Just get them in the shower. Agreed. Yep. Uh, in or out on uh, Apple CarPlay, Mary. Out. Uh, really? I don't even. What does that even? Do I have Apple CarPlay? <laughs> Siri no, driving? no. What? What's your poor for Apple CarPlay? <laughs> okay, so I don't really know if I'm in or out. I don't know because I'm. Uh, <laughs> I don't have. No, that. it's the thing. It's what Deja did. The car read the text and it plays the music, happened. and I don't know. It, that was in the future. They don't have COVID. No, no, it wasn't in the future. <laughs> it was now. You hoop. <laughs> <laughs> I know they live in an imaginary future in my mind with spacey things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> they don't have to wear masks on buses uh, they can dance oh man <laughs> okay yeah i i don't know uh, cool sure in i'll get right. it one day in the future all right in or out on 17 year old babysitters in yep in. i was a babysitter at 12 give me just give me anybody that will watch my kids so that they don't die and i can go out and enjoy time a night with my bride like that's oh my God. i don't care how old you are you could be 97 or you could be 13. Just come to my house and make sure my kids don't die. That's it. That's all I need. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Just put on, get the, put the pizza in the oven and we'll let them watch Encanto. You're good. <laughs> um, in or out on Raisinets? In. Oh, out. Nobody wants a freaking raisin I at do. a movie theater. 
It's the worst. I do. Nope. Out. Want nothing to do with it. Uh, in or out on uh, Smokus. I'm out. I'm out too. I, I know I'm a man. And like I'm, I'm supposed to want the big green egg. I want nothing to do with it. It's weird. I love going to my friends' houses who have smokers. I love smoked meats. Sure. You know what? This girl doesn't have what is what is not my virtue. When I say I have, oh, not my patience. Virtue, what is it? Patience. patience. You need patience for smokers. Yes. Yeah, I I totally agree. And uh, Mary does not have any patience for that. You, you you're gonna tell me you're gonna smoke pork for seven hours? Nope. <laughs> That's not gonna work for me. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go to Chipotle. <laughs> It makes me think about Blake's uh, family recipe that was supposed to be boiled on the stove for seven hours, and I found a way to put it in the crock pot. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody got time for that. You know what, Mary? Good, good point. Bam! Just like that. A winner! All right, in or out on bringing presents home from every trip? In. All right, do me a favor though. Just sit up a little bit. I know you're tired, but you're you're. There you go. Thank you. In. In. All right. Uh, Mary was just out of frame in the camera. Um, I, I'm kind of in too. I, I, little presents, big presents. What do you recommend? Well, here's the problem. Okay, I just promised my kids before I left that I was going to get them presents. Except, like. I mean, like a different country where sometimes people get stolen. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not really supposed to leave where I am. And I'll tell you what, so I'm not Liam Neeson, so don't get don't expect yeah. to get rescued. <laughs> no, mind you, I am like a big freckled, silver-haired woman, so I don't think I'm like the clientele they're looking for. But then again, it's a pandemic, so beggars can't be choosers. So they might just be like, whatever. Take a. <laughs> so um, I'm a little nervous because I told the kids I was going to get them a present here. And like what they have here, this is like a party resort. Oh, just so get, them got, a, like, get, get them one of the, uh, get them one of the cafe t-shirts. That's it. That's all you got to do. What do you mean a cafe t-shirt? It's it, where you're staying. They don't do that. This is like, there's like topless people here. They've got like <laughs> mesh bikinis and like shot glasses. I don't fit in. You know what? Sounds like my kind of joint. Everyone last night was at a silent disco. Have you heard of these? Yes. People wear headphones and they like dance, but it's silent because everyone's listening to their heads. And I was here in my jammies watching This Is Us. That's like illegal from Florida. (laughs) So I don't know what I'm going to find for the kids. That is the moral of the story. I have no idea what I'm going to get them here. Um, yeah, you know, who, who was it here? Uh, someone says, go to the, go to the, uh, Donna here says, go to the hotel gift shop. I don't think they have one. Yeah. They have like resort wear, resort bathing suit wear, resort sunglasses wear, and then (laughs) alcohol. Uh, I'll find something. You know what, Rachel? Thirty dollars bottles of sunscreen. Rachel has a, a a bonus in or out in or out on silent discos. Mary, in or out? Uh, I mean, I didn't go, and all I did was see the videos that everyone sent me, and the videos look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but out. I'm if out. If I was there, if I was there, I'd be in. I'm not. 
going right now because I'm trying to make sure I come back to America. Yeah. So I especially don't want to be going to discos. Um, I'm being very nighttime antisocial while people are <laughs> drinking and dancing around with headphones on their heads. It's, I'll tell you what. Silent discos, it's banana land. If you're if you are into silent discos, you you are on people freak, love it, Blake. Freaking they planet zippy. That's what you're on if you if you're into that. All right. Um what we have discovered, Mary, is that the movie that was playing while Jack was at the theater was an American tale. Oh, in or out God. in or out on on in American tale, Mary the movie. So in, okay. All of us 80s kids traumatized from day one from yes. day flipping one you think that you oh you're gonna go watch an animated movie this ain't no disney freaking orphan deal with it oh man nobody likes you hey fun People pick on you fun bit Good of luck <laughs> fun bit of trivia the guy who directed Amer- an american tale was the guy who directed the land before time Hot and stinky, stinky and hot. <laughs> that was the that was the god awful sequel. Don't you dare besmirch the good name. I of. think that's from Land Before Time Four. Bro. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, Land Before Time, I'm pretty sure there's either four or five of them. I know. Um, and uh, by the way, both obviously produced by Steven Spielberg. So just a fun bit of trivia there. All right, Marvin, are you ready for the hot takes? Do you got one? No, I'm ready for bed. I know. I'm. We're gonna finish it up right now. All right, Marvin, hot take. I'm having a take retraction, okay? <laughs> Very so frustrated right now. A take retraction, so ladies and gents. Cassidy and Kevin are not getting married. Blake, I can't even handle you right now. You've been going on for decades about <laughs> the, does it, Kevin, it doesn't Cassidy mean, and Kevin. doesn't mean that oh I, can't, I can't enjoy Kevin oh and Cassidy. It just God. means I know yes, they're not getting it. married. Oh, no. Um, you want to know why I know they're not getting married? Too obvious. No, I don't care. Too obvious. I don't want them to go that obvious. I, I'd rather. <laughs> Even though I've been calling it forever, and maybe the writers were listening and they were like, Blake really wants this. This is all that Blake cares about. <laughs> And they're going to listen and they're going to hear this and they're uh, going to think that they like make your Christmas wish come true and it doesn't. All right, Marvin, are you ready to close this bad boy out? Yes, my AirPods are now 5%. Okay, let's do it, shall we? Hold on. I am. Hold on. I, 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 have a, uh, I have an ad that's playing that I, that I don't want it to, to play. Here we go. You want okay. to go outside? Oh, my Rapunzel, look at you as fragile as a flower. Still a little sapling, just a sprout. You know why we stay up in this tower. I know that's right, to keep you safe and sound, dear. Guess I always knew this day was coming. Knew that soon you'd want to leave the mast. Soon, but not yet. But shh, trust me, pet. Mother knows best. Marvin, would you agree? Mother knows best. Mother knows best. Listen to your mother. It's a scary world out there. Mother knows best. <laughs> mother knows best, right, Marvin? Something will go wrong. I Always. Always. <laughs> Ladies and gents, thank you so much uh, for joining us today in this uh, odd live that we have when Mary's in Punta Cana and out of the country. And uh, I just want to say thank you to... 
my beautiful bride for taking the time to uh, when she's in the future to join us uh, and uh, it is very late for her uh, it is. there so. so cross your fingers friends that I can do the next this is us in real life uh, I'm taking my test to come back into the country tomorrow yeah so cross your fingers about that cross your fingers that I don't come back to a quarantined family um, <laughs> as Blake got all those emails from the school nurse otherwise I may just stay here <sighs> you know what you, Marvin just stay there <laughs> just stay there get some massages you know go you know, swim with dolphins. Don't go to the silent disco. Don't yeah. do because we're out on a freaking banana land. Silent discos. <laughs> All right, my friends. Thank you, Blake. All right, thank you, everybody. Uh, go to jointhenerdclan.com, become a member there. Check out maryandblake.com for all the podcasts that we have going on. Mary wants to leave so bad. You know what? Say, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll this end is the us episode. too. This is. <laughs> I'm <Bye>. Mary. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Uh, And uh, Betty, say bye. God, Blake, just end it. (laughs) This is us. This is us. Two. Two. This is us, too, Blake. Two. Uh.